Well, many of you are likely uh, aware of the fact that the president of the OU, uh, Moshe Bain, was reappointed and uh, was, um, I don't know whether, granted, maybe that would be a good word, uh, another term as president of the OU. This happened at the most recent OU convention as the Orthodox Union convenes and continues to uh, be a trailblazer at the forefront of community service in so many different areas of Jewish life. And um, we get an opportunity to speak a little bit about that convention, plus the uh, OU's plans for the year 2019 with the reappointed, or newly, I should say, reappointed president of the Orthodox Union, Mike Spain, who's with us live via telephone. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Malcolm, it's always a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate that. You know, the, the old joke is, and I hope it's only a joke, that when someone is reappointed to a position like yours, do you say Mazel Tov or not? And that is because we know how difficult the challenges of community service can be, and when someone's in, a, in an effective leadership position, those challenges can be even greater. Do you look at this with a, uh, with, with a grin on your face and with a, a tremendous amount of enthusiasm going forward? Well, I got to tell you, I really never understood that attitude. I, I find uh, work for the Orthodox Jewish community and the Jewish community in general to be of the greatest honors I could possibly imagine doing, and I've never enjoyed anything as much. It's really an incredible opportunity and a pleasure to be working with the people I'm working to deal with the community. So all of the bad rap that community activism has, I think it's just a, bad, a matter of sour grapes of people who don't have the opportunity or don't have the time to do it because it's really an incredible experience. Amazing if you say that, and I'm so glad you said that and there are people around this country right now who are in leadership positions who i'm sure got a big boost of confidence hearing you say that uh let's look back for a moment and i'm sure at the convention everyone had an opportunity to do that in terms of some of the accomplishments and some of the things you're really happy about since you assumed uh the position what would you say um uh, as a little bit of a review uh would sum up uh the things that you were able to supervise uh during these uh, first couple of years in office well, it's interesting. The convention context this year was in the uh, course of the NCSY Yarche Kala. The NCSY has an annual program among its myriad programs of getting together groups of public school students who get together during their midwinter vacation uh, that they're otherwise off and all their friends are going to different parts of the country and the world for vacation. They get together to learn Torah for five days. And there were over 400 kids who spent five days in New Jersey learning Torah day and night. And therefore, the OU convention was an overlap with that experience because that really emphasized what our focus has been, which is expanding the engagement of our community in religious growth and in Torah learning. And I will tell you that the lay leadership that was there never had a more inspiring convention or a more inspiring weekend. And that has really been the theme. The theme was, has been community engagement, has community growth, ranging from you know, Torah New York to Torah LA to the Women's Initiative that has increased Torah study among women across the country, and a whole bunch of other programs along those lines, both in terms of chesed, in terms of learning, in terms of prayer. That's been the last two years of the OU. It's been a continuation of decades of the OU, but that's the direction that we're going. You know, it's interesting. The uh, conventional wisdom is that kids today, and when you say Yarche Kala youngsters, you're talking about high schoolers, uh, that kids today, you know, have no interest in tradition, in heritage, in learning more about our people or whatever, you know, whatever their heritage might be. And you give them this opportunity. And as you say, their colleagues are, you know, traveling the world, are doing the most amazing, you know, ski adventures in, in different cities in the U.S. during the winter. And hundreds of them decide 
to come and study Torah and listen to Shurim for those four days. And I hope the audience, you know, understands, and that's why I'm slowing this down a bit just to convey it. I hope they understand how significant that is. And we really need to apply that to our own families and our own communities, those from within the community. Sometimes we think that an increase in Torah study or in programs that, you know, surround Torah study, um, you know, might turn kids off. You have evidence that it's just the opposite. Well, I, I think that kids, like everybody else, are attracted enormously to authenticity. And when religion is presented to them with sincerity, with authenticity, with realness, and with accessibility, people, both young and old, are incredibly attracted to it. And that's what we're finding. Look, we we have a, a general challenge, and that is how to make our religious experience meaningful. And to go through the motions, which many, many of us do, without any depth, with any, without any understanding, of course kids are going to be alienated, as we are as adults. But when we're able to convert the experience into a real, meaningful experience, I think all of us are attracted to it, and kids are no different. And those who are working within the uh, NCSY organization, the staff, the volunteers, etc., you have some amazing people, really great ambassadors of Torah and our heritage and community. And it's they who are, you know, on the front lines doing all of this. So, and, and, you got, and you got to see that up close and personal during the convention. No question. And, and those who are engaged as advisors, as staff, as lay leaders who participate, for them, the religious experience may be even more intense than it is for the high school kids themselves. Because when you're conveying religion in that kind of fashion and have to prepare and think through what you're saying and why you're saying it, that's an enormous elevation itself. So it's great for the kids. It's also great for all of the adults that are involved as well. All right, Mike Spain is with us. He's president of the OU, reappointed so last month at the convention. Um, it, we're living in really challenging times, and I think you know every generation says that, and, and it's probably true in every generation. We have our unique challenges. Uh, we have our challenges regarding uh, family structure and the way it's viewed in this country and the world. We have challenges regarding uh, the way uh, the, the debate that parents have about how to best care for the health of their children, which has become quite an issue in both public and private schools. Um, uh, one look at the OU website and one sees that you are in no way, you as an organization, are in no way avoiding any of these topics. Nonetheless, it must be very difficult to figure out how to take them on head on in this era. It is difficult, and we spend an enormous amount of time strategizing and planning and prioritizing, because probably the biggest challenge we have is among the various topics you just raised and the myriad other ones that we could count uh, you know, on and on, the question is prioritization, and how do we decide what to focus on, how to allocate our resources. Uh, so, for example, you mentioned family issues, which are, you know, above all, you know, we talk about the, the dimensions of the Orthodox experience, which clearly day schools are critical, yeshivas are critical, synagogues are critical, and community organizations are critical, but above all, families are critical. And to work with families and increase the family dynamic and its primary responsibility to convey Judaism is something that, we, that we're working on. In fact, Nachman, I'll tell you, we just started a program that we've been planning for quite a while, and we took our initial step in developing retreats for fathers and sons to go out alone, you know, as a group, and bond together through work, working together, through projects together. Oh, we spoke about this around Labor Day, I remember, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so we just had, we just had our, in December, our first project that was off the charts, incredible. Nice. And then there's now enormous clamoring for many more in Mirza Hashem. We plan on doing many, many more of these retreats in the Women's Initiative. We have mother-daughter programs. We have family, overall family programs. But the family, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is the backbone of our community. And as a community organization, 
We could talk about community programming, but the real, real nuts that makes us work is to get the family more motivated and more engaged. My Spain, I, uh, I, I got to be careful how I say this, certainly not to give an Ein Hura, uh, but those who are observing the OU over the last couple of years have seen an organization that is really uh, concentrating on the important issues that are at the forefront of the Jewish community. And many would say that they have surpassed in many areas other efforts and organizations that have tried in the recent past to do the same thing. Um, not here, of course, to, to, to minimize the work of other organizations, but do you get that feeling that you, that you started your term off and running and that you've really gotten to a point of tremendous success in community engagement? I think their Baruch Hashem has tremendous guidance from God and success, but I wouldn't put it in comparison to other organizations. I think part of the success we've had is enormous cooperation with other organizations. And we don't view ourselves as parochial and as a standalone entity. We view ourselves as a coordinating entity. And many, many of the projects that we engage in, we're very deliberate in working with local local institutions because at the end of the day, it is the local shuls and schools and kollels that are the forefront of engagement, that we're working with them rather than as an independent organization. And I think that's true both within the local organizations as with, as with the other national organizations. We work very closely with them, and there's enormous credit that goes to all of us as national organizations. So I think we've been doing very well. Baruch Hashem, it's only as a collective that the community has been doing well, not as an independent OU organization. I hear that. And maybe it's because I, you know, I have this kinship with the OU in terms of philosophy and you know an appreciation for how they operate but I it, it seems to me that if there's going to be a cooperative effort in any area in Jewish life among organizations it's it's likely going to be with the OU at the center of it and I and I hope I'm not overstating it and 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 I hope it doesn't sound like an exaggeration just an impression that I have no, I, I, it may be an impression. I, I think that every organization has its unique contribution. I think one of the benefits that we have as an organization is that the, the spectrum that we represent and engage with is very, very broad. Yeah, that's true. And that what, that what that does is gives us an opportunity to partner which, with many, many organizations that others do who have more narrow groups or projects or scopes of focus. So the breadth of what we do gives us an opportunity to build on what others are doing and partner with them, and that gives you the impression of a much broader and perhaps more successful scope. Yeah, well, it, it gives me the impression of tremendous success, frankly. Anything else about 2019 that you want to mention, things that have come up on the agenda that may not have been addressed as much in earnest in the past? Yeah, let me share with you a new program that we just started a couple of months ago that we're, we're just getting going on. You know, one of the focuses that we're trying to develop is using the national platform that the Orthodox Union has and its wide distribution system and it's our relationships across the country. We just started a department that is intending to assist local Tomchei Shabbos and kosher food banks in increasing the amount of food and resources they have available. And we have now a staff that's involved in this trying to identify corporate opportunities, government opportunities, coordinating buying opportunities, not to ever be involved in the actual food distribution ourselves, but rather to serve as a backbone 
to the local food banks and Tomchei Shabbos to increase their capacity and their influence and, and effectiveness. And that, I think, is a reflection of the attitude that we have, that we have resources, but the real resources are at the local level. Our job is to empower them and give them uh, a greater impact on the community. Amazing. That's a very exciting new program we're, we're very we're very focused on. Uh, that's I also amazing. want to mention, you know, you join us every summer in Israel right. at the at the Yom NCSY, which is an off-the-charts program. But one of the concerns that we've been having in NCSY, in light of the enormous success of our summer programs, is that most of the summer programs, particularly those for day school kids, are very expensive. And many kids simply can't afford, many families can't afford it, and it's very understandable. There are so many other burdens. So this summer we're starting programs in domestic programs here in the United States for those who are working in the summer and don't have the capacity to go to Israel for, for four for, or for six weeks. And that, to me, is a, a new frontier that we're trying to break into with success to try to service the entirety of the Orthodox high school population in their summer experience, not just those who are able to travel around the world or to other types of experiences that tend to be pretty pricey. So those are sophomores, juniors, seniors in high school who have other commitments during the summer but will get an opportunity to take part in the NCSY programs. Correct. Like many of them are day camp counselors and other right. types of summer jobs, and they have evenings and weekends that are available, and we're trying to help them have an incredibly experience in the summer as well. Brilliant! Brilliant! you know how, many, how much wasted time there is for teens during, during, just during Shabbatot during the summer who are, who are forced, because of the work schedule you just described, to have no choice but to hang around the city? This would yep. be an, an amazing option for them. That is great. By the way, I'm, I'm just curious, has anybody been assigned – to lead the Tomchei Shabbos program that you described? Is it yes, a- there, there's a woman, Allison Deal, who's now the head of that department, and she's a brilliant and very, very capable young woman, and she's off and running, and it's uh, very exciting. Her success is exciting, and the potential is even more exciting. Unbelievable. Great ideas. I'm telling you, so much great stuff going on. It's amazing. Um, well, there you have it. Mike Spain is the uh, OU president, uh, reappointed. It's a two-year term, correct? Correct. And as you indicated earlier, we're going to wish you a big mazel tov on this because that's what the attitude needs to be. Uh, you have a unique opportunity to really make a big difference, just like you've been doing the last couple of years over at the OU. And um, I thank you very much, congratulate you, and I thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Malcolm. Mike Bain is president of the OU. They're doing amazing things, everybody. This, you know, this situation that he just described about teens that have so much downtime during the summer for positive reasons, because they got to work and, and they really are involved many, many hours a day in productive stuff. But it comes to nights and weekends and their friends are away in many, many cases. And Shabbos is not as exciting for them. They are long Shabbatot during the summer. And, and again, a good, pop, a good segment of their population is away or in Israel or in summer camp, etc. And to meet that need, I'm telling you, I I I I first discovered this problem 35 years ago, but I never I never thought of a solution till till he just mentioned it. Great idea, really great idea. Uh, go to the OU website; you'll see what I mean. They're addressing every issue you can imagine. They are not uh, they're not shying away from any of the important issues of the day, um, including family issues, which are getting so complicated in this country. Uh, including the the issue of uh, of parental disputes regarding how to best care for children um, health wise, and I think most of you know exactly what I mean. Uh, they are taking that issue head on, and they of course are out there with advocacy, like you can't imagine, trying their hardest to uh, advocate for those who are um, 
paying tremendous amounts of tuition and trying their hardest to get the government, rightfully so, just like they do for all other children in this country, to subsidize the cost of education. Uh, so kudos to um, my Spain, the OU, and I thank him for joining us here at JM. And more coming up, you're listening to JM and the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Mm-hmm.